Hey, Anna. Hey, Mike. I got a surprise for you. What's that? Well, I have set up a Patreon page for A Dog's Life. What's that then? Well, Patreon is like a crowdfunding thing, so people who love the show can support us, and it's called A Dog's Life Club. A club? I like the idea of being a club, like a private members club. Well, yes, it's not quite that fancy, but it's, you know, step one to getting there. So there's two tiers. For only £4 a month, you can be an official patron on Tier 1. And if you love A Dog's Life, and I'm guessing you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this now, and you want to help to support us, that's what you can do for just £1 a week. That's £1 per episode. That's, That's less than coffee, less than a newspaper. Or you can join Tier 2, which is Top Dog. Top Dog. (laughs) And with that, for £10 a month, you will get access to all sorts of bonus content. You know that talk you did at the Natural Health Show during the summer? And people have been asking to hear that. Well, if you join Patreon, you will be able to hear that full talk. We'll do some hot takes on some breaking news, the kind of stuff you do at Jeremy Vine. But the best bit is your training course. I know, yes. So, you know, my top tips on various things, isn't it, Mike? Like walking to heel or training your dog to go into uh, their bed on command or a number of all sorts of other things, including even training your dog to walk backwards. Exactly. So once a month, people will get a new lesson to help train their dogs. So, Mike, hang on, though. What if people can't afford to do the Patreon or might not feel it's relevant for them, but they still want to listen to a dog's life? Is it still free? You can still listen to it for free every Sunday on Apple or Spotify or even YouTube now, just like you've been doing now. You don't have to pay. You can follow us and subscribe for free and keep it as it is if that's what you like. But if you'd like to help support us and keep us going, join Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash a dog's life, or you can find the links in the show notes. The link is always in the show notes. Hey, Mr. Binks, you know that it's December and we're running out of time to buy Christmas presents. Well, that's why I'm jumping on Zoom now to talk to the girls behind this year's Oak Dog Calendar. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. How excited am I to introduce both Aaron Golding Milena to the stars and Lucy Reeve, the most amazing dog photographer, to a dog's life. Welcome, girls. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. It's a nice uh, intro. <laughs> well, that's totally true. <laughs> it really is. Oh, so I want it's that time of year, isn't it? When people were thinking about calendars I don't know how it's happened that 2023 is now on the horizon because the theme sort of evaporated I don't know about you it's gone awfully fast but it is that time of year yes absolutely yeah we um the year has sped past I mean we're always one year ahead anyway because we're we're you know getting the hats ready and everything doing the shoot early early you know this year for next year so um yeah and when you say the shoot this is for your annual which has now become quite an institution really the oat dog calendar exactly yes um so we're in our fifth year now we've just um we finished raising 
crowdfunding for it. We just had our first ever event um, and it's just gone so well this year. So just on to bigger and better things next year, hopefully. Oh, yes, absolutely. So explain a little bit how you decided really to fuse your your expertise as a milliner with dogs. Um, so the whole thing was inspired by um, my my rescue dog, Stevie, um, who I got nine years ago from All Dogs Matter. Um, obviously, being a studio dog, she kind of hangs out with me while I'm spending hours making slaving away at mature hats. <laughs> for various clients and everything. And I invariably do try some hats on her and take photographs. Of course, we all do that with our dogs. Um, so yeah, she became the kind of a first, the first um, oat dog actually. So the first year, which was five years ago, we raised money for um, All Dogs Matter. I got together 12 couture milliners, including myself, to make um, one-off pieces for rescue dogs, which we then photographed. Um, that year, I partnered with Rachel Oates, um, who I'm sure you know as well, dog photographer. Um, and we produced a gorgeous calendar um, of just really cute images, um, which we then did a crowdfunding campaign for. And we raised, I think it was, uh, I think it was 15,000 pounds that year. I can't remember exactly now. It was quite a while ago. Um, but yeah, from then it's just kind of snowballed. Um, and every year we raise for a different charity and we get different rescue dogs in and different milliners. Um, and it's become a really international thing with just a lot of interest from around the world, actually. That's, it's so exciting. I mean, I, I, I suppose we should just say, you know, that normally perhaps dogs shouldn't wear hats. <laughs> There's been quite a lot going out recently on, um, you know, humanization of dogs and wearing clothing. Is it right? And all of this. So, but that said, you see, I mean, I've always trained my dogs to wear hats and they enjoy it because it's a game which is why when Mr Binks my my little toy terrier had the pleasure of um <laughs> visiting Lucy Lucy Reeve top photographer in her top studio we had such a blast because Mr Binks well he was smaller obviously than any of the other dogs he, that had been designed for <laughs> any of the hats yeah <laughs> except for the little Tommy Cooper style hat which he yeah. he wore with a plum I would say dogs and hats there is something definitely eye-catching and you know making a statement really yeah, I mean, it was, you know, also the first calendar, um, obviously, Stevie is the staffy. So it was all kind of I had in mind this idea of softening the image, you know, so um, I have people crossing the road to get away from me and Stevie all the time. And that's, you know, before they even met her. So putting a hat on like her for a photograph was just kind of, you know, playing up the playfulness. But yeah, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not encouraging people to put hats on dogs all the time or anything. This is a this is just a fun little thing that we do to raise some money for. Exactly. Money. No, yeah. exactly. But this year, it, it it seems to me it was a bit more challenging than normal in so much as both you are one and Lucy traveled out to Thailand because the chosen charity this year is obviously in Thailand um, and it's Jai Rescue. Mm, yes. I mean, yes. I mean, so basically when... Uh, one got in touch with me um, to ask if I'd be potentially interested in partnering up and doing photography. Obviously, I jumped at it because I know the calendar quite well. Um, and then she threw in a sort of uh, curveball of like, oh, we're going to be going to Thailand to do it. 
Um, what a shame. What a shame. I mean, for a second, I kind of went, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and then I kind of had visions. We were going to be sort of, you know, out in kind of the, the jungle or something, kind of photographing dogs in the habitat on the farm. But um, the idea was to actually obviously keep continuity of the past calendars. So the idea would be to set up a pop-up studio over there, um, which, yeah, to me, obviously, from my point of view, was, yeah, we that's doable. We just had to look into the challenges of getting equipment hired out there rather than trying to take stuff with us, which, as a photographer, is always a little bit nervous because you don't know what you're necessarily going to end up with. Um, but we were very lucky because uh, where Jai Dog's farm is, they have the most amazing space and beautiful outbuildings, which we could set up a pop-up studio in, all air-conditioned. So, you know, great for us working because it was about 90 degrees, I think, something like that <laughs> over there. It was really hot. Very hot. Um, but perfect for the dogs. Obviously, they're used to the heat out there. I wasn't quite so used to the heat out there. Um, and then it just meant we could set up and I was I set up in a way that I'm used to doing my sort of um, photography. It's almost literally doing it here, but in a really far more beautiful setting over there. It must have taken a few days to settle in, to meet the candidates that had been obviously selected by the charity to be, you know, 12 dogs, one for every month and sort of acclimatise a little bit to to the whole setup. Well, I think that um, Jai has done such a fantastic job with the dogs out there that I, you really wouldn't know that they were shelter dogs. You know, there's there's no stress or anxiety because it's kind of free range living for them. Um, so these dogs are already like home pets in a way. So when we, we set up in one of the living rooms of um, one of their kind of um, guest house um, areas. And I mean, seriously, they were so chilled out. It was quite it was incredible. So Wow. Wow. Well, gosh, I mean, they're the lucky ones, aren't they? Because, yeah. I mean, this is raising awareness for so much more than just Jai, but to, you know, dogs on that are, you know, unneutered on the streets, um, scavenging from day to day, getting injured by, you know, tuk-tuks that might, yeah. you know, scrape them on the way or whatever. I mean, I've been to India and seen you know, the dogs out there. And, you know, it's quite distressing, to be honest. I think it's really marvellous to support a rescue out there because kind of they're really on the cold face of it, I feel. Yeah, they are. I think the thing with Jai is a lot of what they do is in, in Thailand, the street dogs often, they're sort of almost owned by communities. So, for instance, like their sort of local, I don't know, police station will have a sort of group of dogs that tend to hang around outside the police station. And they're not really owned by anybody, but the police station, say, for instance, will take responsibility for the dogs. But it does mean that if one of those dogs gets knocked over or injured in any way, there's no one then to sort of pick up the vet's bills as such. Um, mm -hmm. And where Jai come in is that they will often get distress calls from, I don't know, a dog that's been found near a monastery, and it might belong to the sort of the when I say belong to the monks around there, but they don't have the capability to basically look after that dog full time. So Jai will go and get that dog, take it back to the farm. And they have the most amazing team of vets there that they will then sort of, you know, perform surgery, do whatever's necessary to get the dog back on its feet. And then they will then probably release it back to the community um, but they also have some that don't really belong to anybody and they almost end up living on the farm full time. Um, oh, wow. So having a most amazing life, but you actually yeah. kind of think, wow, this is kind of 
it's just it's such a beautiful place and they are very much more free roam so it's not like a lot of the shelters that you see maybe in some other countries where you kind of packed, yeah, yeah packed in big cages and things mm-hmm. um and very much one of their things is like a lot of charities it is about uh sterilization and sort of stopping the problem happening in the first place yeah. um and one of the things we saw when we were over there which i was quite sort of taken aback was actually seeing the sort of um the little setup where they have the vets doing the uh procedures yeah sort of almost like in a row it was yeah. quite it was like triage yeah triage yes yes yeah. gosh sort of in get it done out yeah next yeah. Mm. Well, I think they've actually developed their their kind of method um to the point where I think they will actually be informing other places around the world of how to do it so efficiently and so cheaply Gosh, no, it, it needs, you know, to be done to help the dog population live yeah. and be happy out there, you know. So does Jai offer these dogs for rehoming across the world or yes. do they all stay there? Oh. So th- that was actually one of the reasons we flew to Thailand was, um, I mean, Jai is quite a, a new um, charity. It's quite a young charity. So usually um, when we've worked with uh, rescues elsewhere, so we last year was um, Desperate Greekies, um, they already had quite a lot of dogs in the UK that had come for rehoming, um, whereas Jai is kind of just starting this process. So they didn't actually have enough dogs for us to photograph for the calendar, hence why we actually went to Thailand instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you go on the Jai website um, and look, there there are dogs for adoption and all the dogs in the calendar this year were up for adoption as well. Lovely. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. Oh. Looking for their forever homes. And a couple have had their um, forever homes. They're they're actually success stories, which is really nice. Um, Oh, definitely. Oh, gosh. But Lucy, gosh, Mm. challenge, though, for you as a photographer to get the shots because, you know, these dogs wouldn't have worn hats before. No, they wouldn't. My Binks or Prue that we've done our own little shoots here, you know. So Binks was like, okay, get this hat. This one's too big, mummy. So it's all, <laughs> it was very funny, the shoot I did with Lucy. But I mean, I must say, you're really good, Lucy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You've got the knack and the passion for dogs. I th- well, I think it does. I mean, obviously, I've got two dogs myself. They're not rescues, but, um, you know, it helps, obviously, if you are a dog lover. But I think um, one of the things that we actually had said to the guys at Jai, we sort of, before we went, we the guys there had put together a short list for us of dogs for us to have a quick look at. And they said, these are the ones we think will probably work the best in terms of one, they're looking for, you know, would be great for ad- being up for adoption. But two, that they thought would probably be the most amenable in the studio. Um so we had, I think, a short list of maybe sort of, I don't know, 15 or 16, because obviously in a lot of these situations, you're never going to get 12 that suddenly they're all perfect and they all kind of want to wear the hats. Um, but one thing we asked uh, Mike, who is the um, sort of a, who manages the setup over there. I think you've met before Mike Dower. Yes, I'm, I'm not. Yes. I think I have actually. Um, I, I have. The barking hour before. We have. Yes. Um, and when we were doing one of our pups on the piazza episodes yes. and i know that mike is friends with another mutual friend actually steve pitron yes who is vp of universal music and has done a podcast as well so one of the things we said to um mike was it one you know it might be really worth just trying out you know even if it's any sort of like caps or any like i don't know little panama hats they had over there because obviously 
dogs, as you say, dogs over here, most of them are used to having bandanas, collars, harnesses, but a lot of dogs there don't even have collars. So they're yeah. just not used to having anything put on them. And exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, my dogs are pretty hopeless at having hats on them. Um, but we did say just, you know, whenever people are kind of, you know, doing the feeding, doing kind of their general rounds of the dogs, maybe get them to try a couple of hats on. It would just get them used to the idea of having something on their head. Yeah. But what we did really was when we sort of on the, the first day of a shoot, we'd know pretty much straight away if a dog came in, we'd, we'd sort of get it in a little setup, you know, make a big fuss of it with uh, huge amounts of treats and, and bits and pieces. And, you know, it, you'd know straight away if a dog was not happy to have a hat put on it. And if they weren't, we'd just say, that's it. We won't do it, basically. Whereupon some of them, a bit like Mr. Binks, were like, bring me every hat you've got. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love exactly. this one. Can I try that one? You know, they'd be really good and, and say any of it. We just felt like actually that dog's uncomfortable. It's clearly not going to work. We would just say, sorry, dog, you're not going to be in the calendar because, you know, you're not, you're not going to wear yeah. the hat this time. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying earlier, some dogs, some dogs adore it because they do see it as a game. They see it as a learning thing. Get a treat, you know, mm. give them a challenge. They're up for it. But if they're not, then, yeah, we just we wouldn't carry on with that particular dog. Yeah, no, absolutely quite right. And, um, you know, I've seen the calendar and the shots are stunning and none of the dogs look stressed out at all. They, they look like they're having the best time ever, to be honest with you, you know, <laughs> yeah, having attention were. and, um, you know, and, and feedback from a human that's positive which will all go to help them in their next homes that's the thing so it's wonderful but I just love you know the whole concept of 12 milliners kind of joining forces so the hat industry helping hounds (laughs) yeah well I mean it started because you know most of the milliners I know actually have dogs um, you know, because we spend long hours by ourselves in studios. And, you know, what's better than a little furry friend keeping you company, you know, throughout the day? Quite. I mean, quite. Absolutely. <laughs> I adore that. I absolutely adore that. So I mean, there's, there's quite a few big names, I think, that are associated from the hat world in this. And I that's something that it's such, you know, milliners, they're, they're quite elusive, aren't they, really, Awan? I mean, they're not, you know, you're a, a yeah. select breed, if you like, and, <laughs> um, and, and awfully creative because designing a hat for someone, they're, they're not for everyone, but then when you can get the right hat on the right head, by Jove, it's a stunning thing. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, we're, we're a strange little kind of fashion offshoot, actually, like a little niche industry of uh eclectic weirdos is how I like <laughs> to think of us um but yeah we we have had some really fantastic milliners I mean this year we had Rachel Trevor Morgan who was the Queen's milliner um you know had a had a royal warrant um so she created a lovely little crown to celebrate the Queen's Jubilee um so you know like we're really kind of making these you know stunning pieces that are actually like kind of um quite significant actually that the crown um was really stunning and and you know it was I guess this year as well because of the Queen's passing and the Jubilee you know it really is kind of an, an heirloom now. 
Oh, definitely. And and everyone's interest, I think. I mean, you know, I don't want to, you know, well, you know, the, the, the Crown or Netflix has, you know, certainly caused a stir, helped raise the population of corgis, and I think made everything to do with the, crown, the actual physical Crown interesting, talked about, you know, whether it's fact or fiction, you know, it's, it's very blurred at times, I think. But nevertheless, you know, I know I saw the Crown when I was like your Crown, the yeah. milliner's crown when I visited Lucy's studio and and if only Prudence hadn't been a bit peaky that day Sorry. oh we love that Stevie is that Stevie that's Stevie um yes it's, it's, I guess with Mr Binks he's so little that there was no I think the crown was would have probably gone around like a harness he probably could have sat in the middle of it actually <laughs> To be honest with you, that might have been quite good. Never mind. I did, I did think about that afterwards, actually. Um, did, oh, yeah. Then that could have been could have been oh, fun. But <laughs> oh gosh, well, you know. But Prudence, on the other hand, would have worn it well, actually. And she, you know, she's stocky as well. So yeah. um, the next year, next year. Gosh, I mean, that's the thing. So in terms of the calendar, then. And you had this wonderful auction where these hats were auctioned at the Ministry of Sound just the other day, I think. Yes, we had our first in-person event, um, you know, which was incredible. So nice to meet every like all the supporters and everyone from the teams and everything, um, you know, and it was the first time, obviously, because COVID had stopped us from doing it with Wild at Heart last year and the year before. So, yeah, just raising a glass to everyone that had, you know, contributed. Wow, gosh, yeah, no, brilliant. And, you know, did all the hats get auctioned? They yeah. did, yeah. We we had buyers for every single one of them, which was amazing. Um, so we did it an online auction, um, but also there were a lot of people in person placing bids too. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a really great way of just raising a little bit extra money for the um, the charity. So we will definitely be doing it again next year. And I think, Anna, the hat you wore, the pumpkin, that's actually on its way to America. Yeah. Is it? Gosh, well, that's a good home for it. Pumpkins are big, aren't they, in the States? Yeah. So I'm really pleased. And I loved wearing the pumpkin hat. You and and Martin Clunes basically rocked the pumpkin. Gosh, gosh, I'm in good company then. (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) I loved it. Which milliner designed the pumpkin? That was Bundle McLaren. I've not heard of them. I've not. I'm. Uh, they were Fulham. So sadly, they've actually closed up. So oh, that okay. is, I think, actually, that was officially the last Bundle McLaren sale. Wow. So Gosh. Another little like, <laughs> bit of history there. But um, yeah, they've they've shut up shop, unfortunately. But they were based in uh, Fulham before. Oh, wow. Gosh, and that pumpkin's going to be worth a bomb, isn't it, really? <laughs> I think they got it, got a bargain. <laughs> Most valuable pumpkin in the world. As worn by Anna Webb and Martin Clunes. Exactly. Gosh, you know, crumbs. Oh, wow, I'm speechless. Um, yes, no, that, it was great. And I love all of the, the hype running up into the calendar as well, you know, and stuff. I just think it's, it is creative genius, girls. Really, really, really creative genius. So do we know yet? who might be earmarked for next year's calendar um yes well i think we can let you in on a little secret um <laughs> we have got uh, slaughterhouse survivors um, wow who i'm assuming you've seen on instagram yes well gosh you know i'm so on the page on that you know i can't oh, bear sorry, it Anna, there's someone at my door <laughs> okay don't worry <laughs> no this happens all the time <laughs> That's um, why Stevie was barking. You see, yes, dogs are so brilliant. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, we had um, oh, uh, Mr. Binks is my alert dog. You see, you saw him on his very best behaviour. He was Mark- on 
amazing behavior. He had such a great day. You know, he knew he'd been brilliant and um, he's a funny little stick. He, he really is. is. He is absolutely, he's my first sort of um, English toy terrier that I have photographed Aww. and he was, he was just amazing. And I have to say they're some of my favorite photos. So oh, Lucy, he's definitely thank you. coming back and Prudence is definitely coming in next year. Oh. Yes, yeah, no, we'll we'll have to have to get Prue along. She she is a looker, you know, if you like that kind of thing. But you know, it's interesting, one you were saying, you know, earlier about having to cross the road, you know, with Stevie. So your oh. inspiration was to make the staffy look a bit softer, like the Battersea campaign from years ago, you know, it was called Staffies, they're softer than you think, and they brought out these little knitted toys you mm. know that were staffies but they were knitted you know oh, and wow. uh, I did, I did yeah maybe I wasn't in the UK at that point but yeah that sounds amazing yeah it was a, a long time ago actually to be honest but I thought it was a really good camp because I get it with prudence you see it's yeah. the same thing um and it's stereotyping discrimination and all of these things which is unfair and I think with education we can hopefully change things yeah. might be an idea for a calendar maybe to do all bull breeds at some point in the future yeah. I think yeah I mean there's quite a few you know charities out there that do specialize um so yeah i mean that's i am open to all kinds of ideas actually i mean you know we've we've been working so this will be the third um overseas charity in a row so slaughterhouse survivors obviously they do rehome in the uk quite a lot actually they've already got 450 dogs here you know so there is a big kind of uh, network from from china to um to england but I think in the future, I would definitely be up for partnering with a UK-based charity. So if anyone's listening and they're interested in doing something, you know, get in touch. We can we can discuss. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to buy the calendar, where do they where do people go? Because I'm sure lots of listeners are very interested to do this. And we'll put all the links, obviously, in the show notes. But just give a shout out where people Google and buy. Sure. Okay. So um, the calendar is now available from the Jai Dog Rescue website. So that is Jai, J-A-I, dogrescue.org. Um, and it's if you go to their shop, it is on there. Um, it's £15 at the moment, but um, yes, that may be changing yeah, soon. So doing a, a Black a little, Friday bundle. Yeah, I think there's, there's a Black Friday deal. And then there might be some other multiple bundles yeah. as well. No, brilliant, but it's just a perfect Christmas present. Everyone needs a calendar. What I've always said to people is even if you're not a dog lover, why you wouldn't be, I don't know. But even if you're not, you know, everyone knows someone who is mad about dogs. So mm. it's, you know, give it, buy it, give it to a gift for somebody, do it as a secret Santa, always good for that. You know, this buy it for nieces, nephews. Yeah, kids love it. In fact, and a lot of people, I've you know, I've had sort of my friends' mums have they bought it for their mums and things because they love it, and it's it's just meant to make you smile, and that really is the thing. Is that you know, yeah. every month is a different picture, a lovely dog, wearing you know a beautiful, sometimes silly, sometimes extravagant hat. It will just make you smile, and that really is the point. I think so. And particularly at the moment, the world is in crisis. And I think giving people a little smile on their faces is um, a very kind, happy thing to do. And especially when it's helping dogs in need. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you, girls. And um, I can't wait to see both of you very soon. Oh, I really, you. really um, do. We are we are roping you in for next year, so put it in your diary. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait <laughs> yeah, already. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> thank right, you oh, so much, Anna. No, thank you. Thanks, Anna. 
that's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know you quite fancied yourself wearing that little pink tufty hat. What fun we had that day. What's that? You're right. It is time for Woof of the Week. This year, when you're shopping, please spare a thought for those dogs in need and buy something that goes to a dog-friendly charity. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, why don't you rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again to both Awan Golding and Lucy Reeve for joining us today. All the links are in our show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen for all the music and production as ever. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. And what's that, Mr. Binks? And yes, we do have a new Patreon service. Go on, check it out. And if you feel like giving us a little tip, it will be most appreciated. Bye for now.